0: Welcome back to another episode of What the World Needs More Of. My name is Jerick Robbins. I am your host for this journey. Today, we are joined by a special guest, Nick Friedman. Nick, thank you for joining us.
1: Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate
0: it. Now, we're going to start with the question of the show, which is, what do you believe the world needs more of?
1: Awesome. So, you know, I think the world needs more purpose-driven organizations, uh, Groups and or companies. Uh, Obviously, I'm biased as an entrepreneur, but uh, groups that that have purpose behind what they're doing uh, above and beyond sort of the shallow surface level uh, elements of making money or building a successful business, but actually having an impact. And I think if if we did more of that, we would uh, we would see a lot more goodness uh, on the aggregate.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And how do you how do you personally bring that to life?
1: You know, it, it was an evolution for me because I'll be honest. When we, uh, like a lot of individuals, probably you know, kind of found myself coming out of college, I was a little bit lost, didn't want know what I wanted to do professionally, and we literally started a junk removal business uh, out of college with a beat up cargo van, and at the time it was just a way to make some extra money, uh, and then eventually decided to turn it into a, a real business. Uh, but it was one of those things that we would burn out. Easily, If things weren't going the way we had hoped to or things weren't uh, uh, trending in the right direction, uh, we would sort of lose our motivation and or uh, sort of become pretty disillusioned uh, relatively quickly. And we had some, you know, dispassionate employees, uh, you know, lacked some culture and loyalty. And it wasn't until we uh, made an intention uh, in our company that we were going to be not just about moving people's stuff and hauling their junk away, but also about actually making a positive impact in the lives of the people that we have an opportunity to touch every day between our clients and our employees. It wasn't until we did that intentionally that our business really started transforming and we started attracting really amazing people that uh, were passionate about building something uh, that could make that sort of lasting impact and transformational impact. Uh, and so every day for me, that's what I get out of bed in the morning to do is, is you know, we say our company purpose is to move the world. It's kind of got a double meaning because we're a national moving company, but we also want to move people emotionally. And uh, we feel like we have an opportunity to do that by, you know, recognizing uh, moving is number three next to death and divorce is, is the most stressful time in somebody's life. And usually when there's a life event like that, there's also a move involved. Uh, the clutter and junk that piles up in people's spaces creates anxiety and stress. Uh, so we have just a very simple, straightforward opportunity to do that on a daily basis, but also with our employees, uh, because, you know, we're hiring what's perceived in many cases to be considered blue collar work, blue collar labor. Uh, but when we really make it more about building leadership and leadership development for our staff, uh, they transform from movers and haulers to uh, really true uh, leaders and, and uh uh, and and you know torchbearers in the community, and and so that's the type of stuff that gets me excited and and uh, motivated to get up and, and keep coming to work every day.
0: Very cool, very cool. Now here's a question: What would you say is your personal wow factor? What makes you uniquely you? And what are some of the moments that help shape it?
1: You know, for me, I, one thing I've recognized is I've never been the smartest or most talented individual. Uh, I think back to my you know peewee basketball and soccer days growing up, uh, I was never the, the naturally good player, but what i lacked in talent, I always made up for, uh, with, with hustle and grit. And so I, I'd be the one who would dive after the loose balls on the basketball court or the one that would kind of put his, uh, you know, body in the way to take that charge and, and kind of give up, uh, uh, you know, self-sacrifice to help the team out and realize very quickly that I could, uh, at least, uh, move forward, if not excel in some cases, by uh, just leveraging that uh, that hustle and that grind. And so I've applied that in my business as well. I mean, I'm always enamored when I go to entrepreneurship conferences and, you know, the, I meet these amazingly talented, smart individuals that, uh, you know, are just able to sort of see around corners and see the next angle of the next big thing. We took a very simple concept in our business, trucks and labor. We put a funny name to it, college hunks hauling junk. Uh, but we, I think we would have mired in mediocrity if it weren't for uh, just getting up and grinding early in the in the early days of it, and then uh, becoming a real big student of the business and student of entrepreneurship, and and learning the lessons that other people have uh, uh, have have achieved their success through, and sort of modeling those masters uh, and trying to make it uh, something of my own. So I think that's been sort of an X factor for me, and and a key to my success, and and a key to uh, us also being able to continue to fulfill our, our individual and and company purposes as well.
0: Very cool. And, and where there's a, was there a moment where you realized that hustle and grind was going to be your thing? Was there a moment where, you know, you stood next to a seven foot tall kid (laughs) in third grade and went, Oh shoot. Well, I don't got that. Um, was was there a, a moment that it clicked or was it just kind of a little bit over time? That's just what happened. I think it was it was the
1: positive feedback loop a little bit over time. It, you know, I, I I recognized that if I was at the tryout or if I was at uh, the summer camp, the the sports camp, um, if if you know if I wasn't naturally the best shooter on the floor, uh, like some of the other kids were, or I wasn't the tallest kid on the court or the fastest you know player on the field. Uh, I would still be able to get the coach's attention uh, and/or positive feedback if I kind of went the extra, uh, the extra edge as far as the the hustle and the and the hard work and and you know like I said the, the diving after the loose ball so to speak, and so uh, that just kind of became I guess part of my my repertoire is like I was like okay if I'm ever gonna be a uh, successful you know at the time what was what, what I cared about back then was sports. Uh, then i have to be you know the the one that outworks people or the coach has to see me in the in the weight room after practice that i you know i'm trying to get stronger and and, and faster and and better uh, and and that sort of continued to play itself out so i went from you know riding the bench in in uh, my my freshman sophomore year of high school to being a starting uh, point guard my junior senior year i ended up getting a chance to play in college uh, but even still you know kind of always had that sort of uh, recognition that there were uh, Players that were that were more naturally gifted than I was, uh, and then I think again, you know, once we sort of found ourselves as entrepreneurs in business, I would go to these conferences, and there would be these tech entrepreneurs uh, that had you know scaled these unicorn businesses, and I was just sort of enamored by it. And I, you know, at, at first it'd be sort of discouraging, and think to myself, you know, I'm you know I'm never going to build the next Snapchat or the next Facebook. You know, what am I doing here? You know, I'm I'm not worthy here. I've got this you know blue collar moving and, and hauling company. Uh, but then it sort of reminded me of of what had led to my successes uh, you know, in in school, academics, the sports, uh was just sort of that hard work and, and modeling the masters and, and listening to coaches and, and mentors. And so uh we started doing that same thing and that's you know, we learned about franchising and that's how we've scaled our business was through franchising as well. Uh so that's sort of been the 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 evolution, I think, of that wow factor that you mentioned and uh you know it, it's just a reality that I've come to embrace and, and accept and I think it you know is something that probably holds true for for anybody uh you know that's out there and of course there's always the people that are gonna have the magic combination of talent and hard work uh and and that's you know obviously when when you know you see the tiger woods or the michael jordans or Le- Lebron james of the world that that literally uh you know supersede you know greatness but uh but for for me that I feel like was a you know pretty average uh you know from a, from athleticism and, and smart standpoint, uh, I was able to get further ahead, uh, in life, uh, by, uh, embracing the, the, the work ethic and, and the grit factor as well.
0: Wow. Now here's a question for you. What's a moment that made you feel incredibly humble?
1: Hmm. The, uh, you know, the, 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 probably the thing that, that sticks out in my mind is we were on the very first episode of Shark Tank uh, on on uh, ABC, the TV show. And at the time, we had never seen the show, so we didn't really know what to expect. We didn't know who the sharks were. Uh, we didn't really uh, have a lot of uh, uh, preparation heading into the experience because we were filming. That was actually the pilot episode that we were filming for. and. We were probably a little bit cocky going into it, uh, you know, not, not having seen the show, not having seen the personalities, or or, or having been on it. So uh, the valuations we were asking for from the investors were probably a little bit inflated. Uh, we were overvaluing our business. Uh, we, uh, you know, kind of got a little bit chewed up, uh, and and it showed on on television. And, and I think Mr. Wonderful, you know, Kevin O'Leary <laughs> referred to us as greedy pigs. And told us that we were going to get slaughtered in business. So that was a humbling experience because it was on, you know, prime time uh, national television for all of our friends and family and employees at the time to take a look at uh, and sort of, uh, you know, reminded us that it, it, we needed to uh, remain humble and, uh, and and stay hungry if we were going to uh, uh, keep moving things forward.
0: Mm, I could imagine. What about an awe-inspiring
1: moment? So really, an inspiring moment for me is we had a, a young man who worked in our company, who was doing a move at an assisted living facility, and the elevator got stuck during their move. And there was actually one of the residents, an elderly woman, in the elevator uh, that was stuck in there with him. And she was kind of having some difficulty standing. Uh, so he thought and got on his hands and knees and let her sit on his back, basically, while the uh, elevator was being worked on and fixed, so that she wouldn't have you know the difficulty standing. And I remember when they opened the elevator and they saw this kind of interesting looking scene of this woman sitting on this young man's back, uh, you know, while he was on his hands and knees while, while they were getting the elevator fixed. Uh, it was kind of one of those sort of just very uh, organic, uh, but also, you know, meaningful uh, moments where, uh, you know, we we knew that we were we had people in our organization that were just doing things the right way at the right times. Cause there's never you, something you could put in your operations manual that says, you know, what do you do if you're stuck in an elder, elder elevator with an elderly woman and she's having trouble standing, right? You can't think of all those what if scenarios, but the fact that we uh, have our purpose driven uh, aspects of the company and our values based aspects of the company and that we hire and train individuals that uh, embody those qualities and characteristics, that sort of thing uh, transpires. And, you know that one. That story actually ended up going viral because somebody shared the photo on social media. But we have countless stories like that, uh, where it's you know a, a young man in our organization that's you know uh, helping a woman with her groceries or helping somebody you know push their car that broke down on the side of the road. Uh, and, and those sorts of things are just, uh, I think, for me, uh, reinforces my, my faith in humanity and, and, and makes me feel good about uh, you know about the potential that
0: we have as a as, you know world. Our next question is what's your greatest fear?
1: Uh, Derek, I'll tell you, man, my, my greatest fear, uh, is, is probably, uh, what, what a lot of people struggle with. and, And I call it, uh, FOMO, the fear of missing out. Uh, and to me, that's both a blessing and a curse. Uh, it ends up being a curse when I try to do too much and load too much on my plate or I, uh, Anxiety, angst over something uh, that I feel like I'm missing, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm working on the business, so I feel like I'm missing out on the social activities, or I'm out doing something socially, and I feel like I'm, I'm missing out on the opportunity to build my business, and so uh, that that fear, that FOMO, I think, is very real. It, it is a source of, uh, uh, of suffering, and, and, and in many cases, uh, um, you know, it can make you feel some, you know, somewhat, uh, like, like you, you're inadequate or or you don't have enough, and and so uh, that's something that I I recognize in myself. I'm working on it. I've become more self-aware of it. I've helped my friends and and closest uh, colleagues to also point it out to me when I'm uh, when I'm uh, ruminating about some sort of uh, uh, something that I may be missing. But I, I think that, that fear of missing out is uh, is is certainly my greatest fear.
0: Gotcha. And what are you most excited about for your future?
1: You know, right now I, I would say I'm most excited about uh, on the family front. Uh, I've got a beautiful four-year-old daughter and a two-year-old daughter that are just uh, you know incredible, and they're also very humbling, by the way, because you can come home from a a, a busy day of work and think you're on top of the world, and, and they can catch you right back down to size and, and remind you, you know, uh, uh, that, that you're not that cool. But um, uh, so I'm very excited about that aspect of the future and just kind of being a part of that uh, that experience. Uh, for our business, I, I'm just so excited about the continued evolution and growth. I mean, we've uh, we've got over 100 franchises around the country today, uh, and we've got a, just a really incredible, passionate group of franchise owners and employees uh, that are excited about building the brand and making a positive impact in, in the lives of the people we, we serve. Uh, and so to watch that evolution and not be as mired in the entrepreneurial startup grind that I was in the early days, uh, I think I, I will be able to sort of enjoy the the that continued evolution because the business is, is bigger than than myself at this in my business partner at this point. Uh,
0: so here, here's our next question. We're going to switch sections to what we call our nuts and bolts. This is the tactical, tangible, practical, applicable side to our show. And the first question here is: Where do you currently focus the majority of your thoughts and time and effort each day as of right now? Mm.
1: So. <laughs> Interesting timing for that question because my uh, my intention for 2019 has to be has is to be more in the present moment. You know, I read the uh, the Power of Now by by Eckhart Tolle uh, just at the end of the year around Christmas time, uh, and it really struck a chord with me because I it helped me realize that I spend so much of my thought and time and and energy mentally uh, thinking about the future or thinking about what's next or what I'm hoping to achieve. Uh, and, and rarely do I take that moment to sort of pause and 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 be present and uh, be reflective on on where I am currently. Uh, so I would like to say that that's where I'm spending most of my energy is in the present, and my in and my time and and, and mental uh, focus. Uh, I think I still uh, drift into the future a lot more than than I'd like to. But my intention for for 2019 is to uh, be more mindful, be more present, uh, and just kind of be more aware of my. Uh, uh, existing surroundings and, and circumstances and, and not be as uh, quick to, to w- worry about what's happened in the past or, or, angst over what, what, what might happen in the future.
0: Smart. Very smart. Now, here's a question. What is the key to your success and all that you're up to?
1: You know, I think the, uh, the key to my success and all that I'm up to has, has been surrounding myself with mentors, colleagues, uh, uh, advisors, uh, individuals who really embody the values and the skills that I uh, hope to uh, embrace and or emulate. Um, You know, when we first started down this path of entrepreneurship, I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was until we told people what we were doing. And they said, oh, so you're an entrepreneur. And I'd say to myself, "Okay, well, I guess that's what what that word means. Uh, And then I was fortunate enough to Uh, joined some different organizations. I've been part of the Entrepreneurs' Organization, uh, the Young Entrepreneurship Council, the Young Presidents' Organization, uh, as well as when we got into franchising, the International Franchise Association. And all of those groups have just been uh, really a priceless uh, experience for me to uh, learn from individuals that are either going through the same things I was or or have been uh, or I've been through uh, experiences that I'm likely to encounter as a business owner or franchisor, uh, and so uh, being able to surround myself with with those people has has allowed me to grow and improve. I think as a leader, as a as a professional, and also as even as a family man, uh, and that's been what I think the, the core of, of the success that I've had today. Uh, and then, of course, part of that is also with the people we've brought into our organization uh, to help it grow. Um, I think there's also a tendency for entrepreneurs to you know especially early on want to have to try to do everything themselves, and that becomes a limiting uh, factor uh to to the potential to grow uh, and so we 've been really fortunate to have some really amazing people uh, in our organization that you know see the vision we have for for where we want it to go and have have helped it uh, get to this point so I think that also has been a key to my success, kind of letting go of the vine a little bit and and letting go of control of uh of some of the areas of the business to the people that uh, are probably more effective and, and smarter at it than, than
0: I am. Very cool. Now we've come to our final question, which is what is one actionable tip that can help others achieve and experience the kind of success in their life that you've been able to create in yours?
1: I would say a, a three-year vision. Uh, so something that is uh, within reach, it's not just some sort of you know pie in the sky, uh, wish, but it's actually uh, within a you know you can picture it, envision it, and and it's it's, it's realistic to uh, to achieve. Uh, write it out in, in in specific terms, maybe even you know pay somebody on on Upwork or Fiverr to make a, a, a sizzle video about it, and share that with people uh, around you uh, that can either put you in the position or circumstances to make it happen, or can help you know, provide guidance or uh, advice on, on how to make it a reality because uh, we do that every every three years in our business, uh, you know, and, and uh, also in my personal life as well. I kind of create a quadrant for family, financial, fitness and fun. I call it my four F's. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's some other uh, layers within those, uh, you know, whether and they'll for some reason, start with F, friends, faith and, 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 and otherwise. But uh, um, I think having that that Define definitive vision of of what you're looking to achieve, uh, then you can work back to the present to say, okay, what steps do I need to take now to kind of set me on that path to make it a reality?
0: I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, sir, so much for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us here on this podcast and share with everyone who's been listening. We very much appreciate it.
1: Jarek, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for what you're doing and and helping to spread the, the positivity out here.
0: Absolutely. And for everyone who's tuning in, if you liked this episode, if you heard something that you enjoy and you know someone in your family or colleagues or friends need to hear it, we believe that sharing is caring. We like caring people around here, so make sure to share it with them. And we very much look forward to seeing you all next episode.